Halftime reminded me a lot of live in the barbecue because the way how Nas has had that aggressive, yo, I'm about to just show y'all motherfuckers why I'm the best. What's so funny? Like this is crazy. Like I'm just being stupid. I'm laughing because you never talk this much unless it's one of these. You're on the rocking chair on the front porch. Go. Every single time. I just remember my when I first listened to this album. Like I just remember. Like in my room, in the boombox, like, this is crazy. I remember my dad was like, what are you listening to? I'm like, I'm listening to, nah, I said, man, you know, come back later. Like, come back. Bopping heads, there's no stopping it. Mainly when the music is classic. You know when you have that album, you can play every track back to back. Asking everybody, have you heard of that? I know you heard of poets exposing their most personal notions over some of the dopest instrumentals. One time for your mental, two times for your mental. Just tell us what you were into by putting your vote in for your favorite classics. Hey, it won't take long. Go to deadinhiphop.com. It'll be up every month for you to choose and for us to review. We taking it back, y'all. Take it back. Hey guys, it's your host Sophie filling in for Rock, and since it's the 20th anniversary of Nazis Illmatic, we are here with a classic album review, and we're gonna talk about it. 20, yeah, yeah. 20 years, man. 20 Damn, years 20, later, bro. 20 years ago, I was in fucking seventh grade, man. I remember it was me and two of my best friends uh, went to you know use your record stores up at um, Fairly Mall, looking in the cassette. This was right. This was right before I got a CD player that same year, of course, when I got ready to die, but. Right before I got it, I still had my boombox, my little cassette player. Went, got it. I was like, cause I, when I heard first, okay, back. Originally, first heard halftime on the uh, Zebrahead soundtrack um, back in '92, and I was just like, yo, man, I'm like, who's this? Who's this dude on here that's, that's like killing this? Like, rhyming, this dude is crazy. So I didn't think nothing. No, I thought that was just a track. He just had just halftime, bam. Then I actually went back and heard his verse off of Breaking Adams uh, with uh, Large Large Professor. Yeah. Alive in the barbecue, and I was like, yo, whoever this dude is, this, this Nas cat, man, I can't wait for him to drop it. I was like, do he got an album out yet or anything? And this was like 93, going into 94. Then I heard The Word Is Yours. I saw that video. That shit fucking blew my mind. I mean, that Pete Rock, that uh, Ahmad Jamal sample, man, that Pete Rock did, flip. Oh my God. And, and the way the way Nas was just flowing that shit, man, it sounded like he was like on some clock, like in the clouds and shit, just rhyming, man. I, I, I thought that shit was amazing. So, I heard that. And then on the Detroit radio station, I heard it ain't, it ain't hard to tell. This was still before the album, you know, came out. Cause you know, back then you used to have singles to promote your album real good a lot. So, you know, I heard it ain't hard to tell. So I was like, yo, man, like this dude, man, it was amazing. So when I first got, got the cassette, popped that bad boy in, you know, the genesis, the intro was just, even though it wasn't a song, but just, I think just the moment of you getting prepared to listen to that album and the, the set, it was, the setup that you was getting ready to, to listen to on that album, it was crazy. You know, with uh, Nas's brother um, and then AZ, which that's, I get on, I touch on AZ a little bit later, but um, I thought with the Genesis and them, just Nas talking, it just sounded so greedy, so grimy and just, yeah, yeah, you know, they, they drinking, they being young, you know, being young dudes, man. And, you know, yeah, and niggas represent, it's Illmatic, Matic, Matic, man. It, that beat drop, man. Primo dropped that New York State of Mind beat. I was like, holy shit. Cause you know, back then, you know, it was kind of amazing. Cause when I saw Primo, I was like, wow, this is the first time I'm seeing Primo working outside of the Gangstar group, you know, that, that whole camp. So I was like, wow, I'm like he got he got Primo here? Mm -hmm. You know, straight out the fucking dungeons of the rap. You know, this I was like, man, this is this is my shit. So 
Started off with um, New York State of Mind. Thought that shit was crazy. I was like, wow, way, way to start an album off with, with that. I think I liked it because I think at that time when I was listening to New York State of Mind, it kind of, I felt like I was in New York. I felt like I was, you know, walking in the streets of New York, even though I had never been in New York until, you know, before that when that song came out. But it just took me, I'm like, wow, he's describing like New York. He's taking me through Queens. He's taking me through Brooklyn. He's taking me through parts of New York that I'm thinking like, wow, this, this is crazy. So then they went to Life's a Bitch. Had the, uh, that Cool in the Gang sample. I was like, okay, wow, this, this, is, this is crazy. Heard, you know, uh, 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 Nas, yeah, you know, wife is the 20s, and you know, wife is go to Washington, you know how we go, and then AZ, man, dropped one of the, like, best guest features verses I've ever heard, man, like, I, I don't want to rhyme the whole thing, because I'm just, like, going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to do it, Mike, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it, but anyway, that verse, man, AZ fucking mashed that shit, man, like, it was so many quotables in that damn verse alone. I was just like, dude, I, I remember when I first played, I'd be whining. Rewind that verse again. That, that's yeah, rewind that's, 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 that's the rewind noise. You, know, you press rewind, you know, when you rewind the radio. Don't look at me like that, Mike. <laughs> then it went to the world is yours. Like I said, I, that was, that, I think that's still, even though that, this album is just like great, that's still my favorite song on that album, man, the world is yours. I, I don't, it's just something about that, that sample, man, that, that, that Ma Jamal sample, man, it's just crazy. And now it's just, Fit that shit so well. I remember after listening to this album, I kept telling my dad about it, like telling my dad, my mother about it. They was like, Yeah, you keep playing that the word is yours song all over and over again. <laughs> I keep hearing that same piano loop or whatever, whatever. But yeah, halftime, then it went to um uh halftime. Ah shit. One love after um halftime went to one no, I'm sorry, memory lane. Went to memory lane, which is another good primo primo joint. I think Nas even said that was a track he wasn't feeling the most at first when he was making that album was memory lane, but I thought Nas captured it, he captured the whole instrumental well. Then it went to One Love, which the one uh, Q-Tip produced joint, which was so funny. Don't go, man. Which, which I thought it was, and when you when you when you talk about storytelling, I thought with One Love, he had he took storytelling to a, I think another level. You know, of course, big up to Slick Rick and, and everything that he's done in the story, the art of storytelling. But I thought One Love was a great great storytelling track. It really, I'm like, man, not only this dude is spitting. And lyrical, he's telling stories like vivid stories, which is crazy. And, and if you listen to the third verse of One Love, they actually use that scene in Belly. I don't even know if you're familiar with Belly. You watch, mm -hmm. yeah. That third, the scene when I was talking to the uh, young kid and he gave him some jewels, that's the whole One Love third verse. Like I don't know if you peep that out. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can do the education. Yeah, yeah. 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 schooling us, man. If you watch, yeah. if you watch yeah. that, if you watch Belly, that whole One Love third verse, that was that scene. Like. Hype Williams wanted to create that whole scene from one look and he thought that he thought that verse was so ill, that storytelling was so ill, so he made it. Oh, Rainy Man ass. How do you even know this shit? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? He's a super fan. He's I'm super fan. He knows everything He's about the people oh, he loves. I'm gonna make it short, I'm about to finish that. One time for your mind. <laughs> one time for your mind, you know, bam. Okay, that that's another great track as well. Then it went to represent. Represent, yeah, yeah, that that was, oh man, Primo again, man, it was just like, when that that was at that time, and then speaking of Primo and P-Rock, that was during that time where they were like the East Coast Dr. Dre, as far as like, if you want to, if you're on the East Coast, and you want to work with some top-notch producers in the, in the New York scene, Primo and P-Rock were like the dudes, so for Nas to get them guys on there, and no, no shots to Large Profession, Large Profession did his thing too on the production, because he produced it, Any Hard to Tell, which is my second favorite track on there, and he closed it out with Any Hard to Tell, and I was like, man, I remember when I, after I finished playing, I was like, 
I called my boy, I was like, man, you gotta listen, you gotta come over here. Because this, back then, you had word of mouth. So you you call your boy and tell him to come over or you whatever and check, check out check out what I got or peep this album out. So I'm like, yo, man, you gotta listen to this shit, man. You, this shit will change your life. Like, I I was like so hyped. I was like, man, this shit will change your life. Like, you remember when I heard that Stevie Wonder, you know, uh, the songs to keep your life? Yeah, I'm like, man, that shit just changed my life, man. Like, this shit's crazy. He's like, all right, all right, man. You got you got any extra blank cassettes? Cause you know back then you still want to hear it for yourself. You wanted your boy to make a copy of it for you. Like yeah, I go right. But anyway, yeah. So it was just like I just remember just the word I was telling everybody, grown ups, kids my age. I'm like, you gotta listen to Alphabet. This is this joint is tight. You know, I had my little cassette tape and everything. So it's it's crazy, man. I think this album is it's crazy when you look at it. Twenty years, it just puts everything in perspective. Like wow, like. This album has stood the test of time for 20 years, and it still is amazing as when I listen to it for the first time. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Illmatic. I'm done. Uh, my first introduction to Nas was I Am. And honestly, that's my favorite Nas album. Um, it wasn't for a long time, though. Like, It Was Written was my favorite Nas album for the longest. And not until like recently this year, because I always loved it. It's always been like in my top two or three, but I sat down. I always like sat. And I just like said, I'm not doing anything but listening to this because there was always beats and stuff that 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 I listened to. And I'm like, okay, this is like I liked it, but I never loved it. And I sat down with nothing else, kind of like we were talking about um, the Wu Tang thing, just the museum. Like I, I just closed myself off, and all I was, and I was like, holy fuck, by far this is my favorite album. Like it's not even close. But it was written. I came back to it later, man, and. You know, it, it kind of reaffirms what Nas was for me. Like, it was interesting to go back and hear, like, wow, you started, like, you were already up here when you started. So going to where you, like, all of these other albums, it wasn't a far stretch. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I never, I never had that nostalgic feeling with Illmatic. It, it just, it never connected with, with me like that. I think that for me, it wasn't a great album. Like when I, when I listened to it, like you, you were talking about um, New York State of Mind. Like to me, New York State of Mind Part Two is better than the first one for me. You know what I'm saying? For me, he was even more vivid on New York State of Mind Part Two. So I don't know, maybe because I, I got into him later. You know what I'm saying? So like, the first album that I listened to is now my favorite album of Nas. And maybe if I would've got into Nas earlier and Illmatic was the first one, I'd probably feel the same way. You know, as I've gotten older, you know, and, and even when I, when, I, when I was that young, like I listened to it, I was like, okay, yeah, I don't like whatever. And I just kept it moving. But when I got older and I, you know, like really wanted to listen and, and, and really try to break it down, I was just like, I marveled at it, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I'm, I'm not taking anything away, but it just, I never had a connection. And, 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 and it's a good album to me, but you know, 20 years, the fact that everybody, you know, almost every hip hop head, every hip hop head knows this album. Like B, like B, we, like, certain, I guess certain these classic albums, we're not gonna be able to get B to, you know, because he's gonna go on and on. It's just, I don't have that same type of connection to Illmatic. Whether you like it or not, you should at least check it out because a lot of the people that you probably like now have been inspired by this one particular album. You should at least go back and be like, well shit, what the fuck did you hear? You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I definitely respect Nas. Like Nas is definitely one of my favorites all time. And I definitely respect Illmatic. But again, you know, I'm politely saying it's definitely not my favorite. 
Um, but you know, it, it, classic album, man. Definitely go check that shit out if you have it, because I know we have a young demographic. 1994, man. I was I was graduating uh, high school and shit. That nigga was working on his second master's. <laughs> That nigga like, I'm gonna get that second pass and I'm gonna go for that doctorate. It can't nobody tell me nothing. I didn't know, and I, I think a lot of us didn't know that it would turn out to be this, you know, because again, man, there were so many good albums out, you know, and this was this was just one in the rotation, you know. I was just playing this, and I rotate something else, I rotate something else out, and and that was it. It was a continuous thing. Um, the fu the funny thing about this album is that it, it's it's such a gift and a curse for Nas, man, because. You know, he put out like his best work, and then he followed suit with, you know, followed that with, you know, um, it was written and then that, and then you know, we know the story, right? This was the standard that Nas set for himself that he was never able to live up to. And the funny thing about this album, the more you know, when you listen to it and you reflect on it, is that if you change up anything, you know, it it, it kind of changes the album. You know what I'm saying? Like this album. The, the producers, how it was sequenced, you know, everything has to be this way for it to be this body of work. Because the 10, 10 year anniversary, I think even this one, and then even people that go and remix, you know, the songs, even if you change the beats, it changes how the album feels. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, so it's hard to create a classic. You know, sometimes they just have to become what they are. Yeah, and that's what this album was able to do. You think about the producers, I mean, we all knew they were great, but we didn't know that they would be what they are. How much would it cost to get these guys on your album now? Right? You know what I'm saying? And these were just guys that was just doing hip hop, doing something that they love in this culture, and they just got together, and, and this is what they put out. He was just putting out an album. That's all he was doing, and, and just writing his vivid tales. But the funny thing is, being like you were saying, live at the barbecue, he had all everybody feeling when they heard that album mm -hmm. and then halftime. And then he put halftime on there because everybody was talking about halftime, yeah, so he wanted to sell it. Yeah. And then after that, people listened to it and it just became what it became. And and it's just astonishing astonishing to watch how this album has grown over years up to the to, up to the point that it's at now, you know. And and again, like I said, man, it was just one of those things where, you know, for me. It was just rotating albums in and out. You knew it was great. You knew you loved it. I wasn't running around talking about this was a classic, like but like they do now. It was like, yo, this, this shit is dope, and everybody listened to it. You know, it ain't hard to tell. You know, like you said, New York State of Mind when it came on represent. You know, One Love where he was able to get a little softer. But the most, the the thing about this album that caught me the most, and you said this, people, is that it put you. Here in New York, like you could hear it. It felt grimy and gritty and dark. You felt like you were on the corner when you were listening to this man. So, um, so again, I mean, you know, this album, what Nas was able to do lyrically, the, the beats, you know, the way it was sequenced, everything. It just embodied and captured, you know, New York. It captured the things that Nas went through and the things that Nas seen. The first Nas album that I heard was actually Nostradamus. Wow. And the fact that I actually went back to Nas after that, that is, is crazy. Yeah. crazy. Cause remember I told you guys, I wasn't fucking with this type of hip hop at the time. This was 94. I didn't fuck with Nas for years after that. Cause I heard, I mean, I heard songs, of course. I heard his singles and I was like, that guy's pretty interesting. But you know, it wasn't enough to make me want to go buy an album or anything. But when I fucking heard Nostradamus, I was like, 
man, I'm done. I don't know what's up with this Nas guy, but I'm not interested. I didn't give Nas another shot. I remember this vividly. I downloaded Illmatic and I threw it on my iPod because people were just bugging me about it. They're like, you need to listen to Illmatic. Nas' Illmatic is amazing. I'm like, all right, fine. Put it on my iPod and I was riding the subway back and forth mm. to class. It clicked. That album, for me, is beyond the whole beats and lyrics thing that y'all keep getting into. It's really the one point that you threw out. It makes you feel like you're in New York. I've been to New York before. This makes you feel like the streets and the subways of New York. It's a really special album that can do that. We can instantly transport you somewhere, no matter where it is. It could be Puerto Rico, it could be Jamaica, wherever. This album, it immediately takes you to New York. Everything about this says New York. It sounds like a New York subway. And it's like, it doesn't even have to be like, every New York album has to sound like this to represent New York because I feel like uh, 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 Funk Crusher Plus is the same thing for me. When I put that on, I feel like I'm on the, on the, on the dirty ass streets and the dirty ass subways in New York. And that's what I love about this album. It's pure consistency. It sounds great from start to finish. There's not a single whack track on it. It's, and it's only, it's the perfect length. It's only like 35 minutes long. Yeah. It's the perfect length. It's, it doesn't have enough time to be whack. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Bro. Like it, 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 it jumps in with 11, tra 11 tracks, no, right? No, 10, uh, 10 tracks. 10 tracks. Well, well, the skit, yeah. right, or the little intro, intro. thing. So 10 tracks of just pure, raw, grimy beats and dope-ass lyrics. And that's really all I can say about this album. It's just, I didn't hear it until way later on, and this is what made me fall in love with Nas. This was not the first album I heard by Nas, but it's the first album that I loved by Nas. And then that made me go back and get I Am, and, 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 um, and it was written, and then of course when Stillmatic came out, he was dissing Jay-Z, I was like, man, I love this yeah. guy, man, I love this guy. So yeah, this is, this is, it's easy to see why this is heralded as a classic, because it's a damn near perfect album. Great lyrics, and I remember around that time, I had heard about his verse on, was that search track where he said, you know, when I was 12, I went to help us for Jesus, yeah, I'm waving yeah. on back guns and nuns. Yeah. And I thought that was cool just because I was, that was on my shit back then. So I was like, oh, this guy's probably cool, but I just didn't bother with him until way later on. And when you still go back and listen to that verse now, he was still killing it. Mm -hmm. If you go back and listen to that track now, Nas was still killing it back then as a child. Yeah. No, he had to be what? 15, 16? When he did that? Man. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, the search track. Oh, that was the first. Whatever that track was that he was on with search. Yeah, back to the grill again. The grill again. Yeah, that track. Man. So yeah. That's really all I gotta say about this album. I'm not gonna go into deep song by you know, song by song details. But um but yeah, I agree with everything B said about every single track. So yeah. Think about it, man. We ain't got no time for that. We ain't got no time for that. Sure don't. Tap it out, man. Another classic album. See you guys later.